What's up, family? Thanks for tuning in once again to Preserving Pentecost. This week's episode, we have an excerpt from a message that I was blessed to preach recently titled, What Now? It's all about what to do in the moment that your emotion and your your mind is overwhelmed by everything around you. What now? And, and, and you'll see how the Holy Spirit is needed to give you strength during those moments. So we hope this is a blessing to you, and we thank you once again for supporting Davis Ministries. When as his mother Mary was a spouse and was engaged to Joseph, they were, they were married according to Jewish custom, but the marriage had not been consummated yet. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately. What that means is he was getting ready to go seek a decree of divorcement secretly. He didn't want to, he didn't want to destroy Mary's life, but he also thought she had been unfaithful to him. So he was getting ready to go and, and, and put her away and, and uh, take a, a, a decree of divorcement against her without everybody knowing. Verse 20, it says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from the sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she brought forth her firstborn son, and called his name Jesus. Look with me over in chapter 2, just for a moment. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard all these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes, all the religious folk together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Verse 7 says, Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search diligently for the young child. I promise we're almost done. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship also. Verse 9 says, And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, 
They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your presence in this house. God, I pray that every heart and every mind will be opened up unto you. Father, that every wall that's been built up would be torn down. God, that you would prick the hearts of your people. God, that they would be turned to you and not away from you. God, that whatever we have need of this morning, that we would realize you are the one who makes the way in the middle of no way. God, that you are the one who can answer every prayer. Father, that you heard the very first time it left our lips. God, I pray that we would just get a hold of your word, put it in our hearts, God, that we could serve you according to the purpose you have given us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and all those in agreement said, Amen. Amen. You can sit down, lay down, go around, as long as it's the Lord hang over my pillows. So what we, what we just read here, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the quote Christmas story. Joseph receives word from an angel when he's getting ready to go and seek a letter of divorce against Mary. He receives word from the angel that says, no, it's okay to go ahead and keep her as your wife because what she's carrying is not from man. What she's carrying is from the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Joseph listens to what the angel said. And he and Mary, they, they go on about their business. You know the story. They, they get down there. There's no room for them in the inn because it was time for, for uh, uh, them to go pay their taxes. So they went down to Bethlehem so they could make sure that their taxes were paid. And when they got there, it was time for Mary to give birth. And there was no room for them in the inn, so they had to go to a manger. Now, you know that, that after they go to the manger, the angel goes and calls the shepherds, tells them that now the, the Christ is born. Come and see him. He's laying in the manger. And when they go over there, and just, just a little bit of a nugget here for everybody. If you understand what was happening here is these shepherds were going to inspect the firstborn. They were inspecting the first harvest of the lamb is what they were doing. When they got there, they were looking at the lamb of God that was born and they were making sure that he was without spot and that he was without blemish and that he was prepared. Woo. Oh, because when the, when the lambs, the first lambs were born for sacrifice, the shepherds had to go and inspect them and make sure they were fit for sacrifice. So they went. That's why they were the very first ones to get to lay eyes on Jesus because they were making sure, yep, he's fit for sacrifice. That's the Christ. That's the Messiah. That's the one that God sent. Oh, hallelujah. And then after, after the shepherds get to see this Jesus, now we see that there are some wise men, some magi that are coming from Arabia. They're out in the east. They're not in Jerusalem. They're not even Jews. They're Gentiles. Come on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But they see a star. And they come to Herod and they said, we need to know where the king of the Jews is. We want to know where your all's king is because we've seen his star. And we're going to go worship him. We're going to go worship him. Hallelujah. See, what God was doing here, he was giving us a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. That Jesus was going to be a light to the Gentiles Come too. On. That we weren't forgotten. We weren't left out. Yes. That he was letting us know, hey, you're, you're going to be able to come and worship. You're going to be able to come into the fold. So fast forward a little bit and they, they go down and, and, and they find where Jesus is. And it says that when they got to where he was, they went into the house. 
Come on. He's not in the manger anymore. Now he's in the house. This morning, something that's been stirring on my, my spirit for the last few days. What now? What was going on between those months from the manger to the house? Because Jesus came in flesh as a man. Everybody says, oh, he, he, he never cried. He laid in. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible said he was a baby. Yeah. What now? I know when we first had our, 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 our firstborn son, there were nights I felt like pulling my hair out. There were days that we went without sleep so long, I didn't know if I was going to be able to function. There were times that I would go to speak to my wife and she would just... <laughs> because the energy was sapped out of her body. So at this point, there had been a, a break in time between when he was born and they knew, oh, this is the Christ. God has sent me word and he said, this is the Messiah. He said, that's why I was able to bring this baby. But now there's some months that have went by and I'm sure some flesh was starting to get weary. I'm sure Mary was starting to think, is this really the Christ? Is this real? What now? You said that I was going to birth the Messiah. Oh, but I'm getting tired. I'm getting weary. I don't know if you really called me for this, God. How can I be sure that this is why you chose me? in this span of time when I'm sure Mary and Joseph were trying to set into the reality of being new parents where they were trying to set into this, this new lifestyle of this little baby who had needs what happened in the middle of the night when he woke up hungry they couldn't just run and fix a bottle and everything was going to be alright Mary was going to have to nurse that baby she was going to have to pick him up and just pray she could get him calm Nowadays they holler for phones. <laughs> but think about it. I'm sure Mary was thinking, what now? What now? Here I am doing my best. I'm sure she was starting to get overwhelmed. Parenthood gets overwhelming sometimes. Yes, it does. It'll make you question everything you know. Yeah. It'll make you question every decision that you make. But here, somebody who didn't even belong in this country, they seen a star from off in the east, and something stirred with them, and they began to follow that star. They said, we're going to worship, because I felt a tug, I felt a pull, and I know there's something special there. They get down here to the house. Oh, hallelujah. Could you imagine what Mary was doing when they got there? She was probably trying to burp Jesus. She may have been trying to get him to eat. She may have been trying to get him to sleep. He may have just laid down for a nap for the first time. In days. What now? Just when you feel like you're at your breaking point. God will begin to stir something within you or stir something in somebody that will bring you confirmation yeah. to let you know that he is still God, yeah. that he is still in control. Hear these, these wise 
Holy Spirit starts to get lifted up, I bet she begin to remember what the angel had said. Yay, I bet she begin to remember how the Holy Ghost had set upon her and she conceived and brought forth this baby. Come on. Woo. What now? Why do I keep going on? Why do I keep pressing? Oh, this life gets so hard. Why do I keep going to church? Why do I keep praying? Why do I keep spending my time? Come on. that you needed to be blessed that you needed to be blessed so we came to worship in your house and to carry oh Jesus and to carry some gifts in to make sure that you're blessed pastor was all over a while ago she said God can use somebody to bless me but I've been blessed in the middle of this pandemic and I can say that me and my wife since we have stepped out in full time ministry we are more free now than we have ever yes, been yes come on I'm not saying I can go write you a million dollar check. No, I'm not. What I'm telling you is that I don't have to worry about a thing. Because ever since we started being obedient to what God told us to do, yes. and we started being obedient in our giving, and we started listening to the voice of yep. the Lord, we don't have to worry yes. about a thing. Because every single time something comes up, God sends it to take care of it. Whether he puts it on somebody's heart to send it to us, or whether my wife opens up her purse and all of a sudden there's... There's a hundred dollar bill laying there. Or whether I'll stick my hand in my pocket and find a 20 I didn't know about. God knows exactly what you need. Yes. And maybe he won't send it in money all the time. But he'll lay it on somebody's heart. And they'll show up with a truck bed full of groceries. Yes. Or maybe they'll show up with exactly what it is you need. Why? Because he'll make sure you're taken care of. Yes. As long as you're in obedience with him. He wasn't going to let Mary and Joseph go without him. He wasn't going to let them give in to all of that. Because he had already blessed them with Come on. Hallelujah. With the Christ. Thank you, Lord. So right when you feel like giving up. Come on now. Jesus. Right when you feel like you're at the end of your rope. Amen. He says, watch what I'm going to do. My God. Yes. Could you imagine? When those men entered into the house. They're probably. Mary probably sat there. Use this tissue box. It's my baby. Mine's too big, right? You see him. <laughs> Are we sitting there with that tissue box? Please, just go to sleep. Please, just go to sleep. Oh, God, why won't he go to sleep? Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But some of y'all do. Thank you, Jesus. We've come. Yes. 
Because God told us to. We brought you these gifts. Because God told us to. We're here to worship your baby. Because God told us to. We're here to worship. To remind you of the call that God has put on your life. Jesus. What now? We celebrated his birth. What now? Oh, I went to the altar and I said a little prayer. What now? What now? Oh, I accepted the call God placed on my life to preach. What now? I said I would accept the call. What now? There'll be moments where it gets hard. Luke chapter 4 is all about temptation. You can see how Jesus himself had to go through temptation in the wilderness. And every single time that the enemy tried to tempt him to fall, he responded with the word of God. Come on. Amen. Amen. You know what that phrase, it is written, means? If you translate it out of the direct Greek where it came from, it's a word that means it is written and cannot be changed. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. He said, it is written and it cannot be changed. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out yes. of the mouth of the Lord. Amen. Pastor quoted that scripture as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. Uh, you want to know how to overcome the temptation? How to, how to get past the thought of what's next? How to get past that doubt? You've got to get the word inside of your heart. Yes. Because when you have the word of God inside of your heart, oh, Jesus. David said, I have hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Why? Because when the word is in your heart, then the way that you start to think inside your heart is changed. Yes. The way you begin to think becomes the way of God. My God. And of what his word tells you. John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus said, there's a comforter. I'm going to pray to the Father. He's going to send you a comforter. And that comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. shall teach you all things. And shall bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have spoken. So in the what now? What next? I don't know what to do. That's all right if you don't know what to do. Because in those moments when you don't know, when you don't even know how to pray anymore, when you don't know what to say anymore, all you've got to do is look up. Look up where your redemption is. Look up yes. where your redemption is. When you begin to look up, and you get reminded the Spirit's going to start stirring, and that Holy Ghost, that Comforter, he's going to rise up. But what? 
We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Preserving Pentecost. If you would like to partner with our ministry and become a kingdom-building partner, please contact us at davisministriesfam at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash davisministriesfam. Be sure to check out our new website at davisministriesnb.org. Until next time, stay blessed.